Today's scripture reading brings us to 2 Samuel chapter 16. I have this chapter broken down into four sections. Now, David is on the run, uh, and, uh, well, I shouldn't say necessarily he's on the run, but David has fled Jerusalem. Absalom has come back to Jerusalem, and it's a bloodless coup is what it's turned out to be, as opposed to an all-out war, which is what David wanted. And we see that while he is there, uh, verses 1 through 4, I have that titled, uh, Ziba brings victuals and hurt to David. Now, you remember Ziba was Saul's servant who had told David that there was a son that was remaining unto Jonathan that pertaineth unto Saul, and he was lame. And that's when David brought uh, Mephibosheth before him and had commanded Ziba to serve Mephibosheth as he had served his grandpa Saul. And now David has left the city and Ziba comes unto David and he's bringing all these victuals, all these gifts unto David, but that's not the only thing he brings them. We see there in verse number three, and the king said, and where is thy master's son? And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he abideth at Jerusalem, for he said, Today shall the house of Israel restore me the kingdom of my father. Ziba is telling David, you know that guy you sent me to work for, he's trying to take the throne too. And you have to remember, this is David brought Mephibosheth in and showed him grace and gave him of his own table to eat and restored him the lands unto Saul to have... Ziba deliver this news unto David, it's hurt upon hurt. David's already down. His son's already out to kill him. But now his own familiar friend has lifted up his heel against him, or so it seems anyway. Okay, Uh, And and we see here that David kind of makes a rash decision in verse number four and told Ziba everything that was Mephibosheth's, it's, it's, it's yours now. Gives that unto him. Now, This is not the last that we'll hear of this instance. There's more to come to this story, but just hold. That's where we're at so far. Uh, uh, Let's see. Verses 5 through 14, I have that titled, Shimei Curses David. Shimei is uh, of the house of Saul. And David and his entourage are fleeing, right? They're on their way up. Uh, away from Jerusalem, and here comes this guy, and he's throwing rocks at David, and he's casting dust in the air, and he's cursing him, and David's going along, and this guy is following him, just giving David uh, down the road, and uh, it's really a just, again, picture where David is at mentally here. He has been beat down and beat down and beat down, and he is currently fleeing his kingdom. And here comes this guy doing all this stuff. Um, what humiliation, number one, that David is in this position as it is, and now he's taking this verbal abuse from who? Nobody. It wasn't anybody. Uh, you know, it's not like he was a king and he had to just take it. Um, Abishai, David's nephew, he he wanted to go shut him up. He wanted to go chop his head off. 
but David would not let him. David took the abuse, and he didn't say anything return, and he didn't he didn't speak violence from violence, right? He didn't do that, and it reminded me of this, Isaiah 53, 7, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. 1 Peter 2, 23, who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges, judgeth righteously. And that's what David said there in these verses. He said, uh, shall, uh, shall not I take it. Um, in verse 11, I think it is. Uh, so David, David was showing signs of Christ here. He was showing imagery of Christ. He was acting like Christ. And this is, even though he was to where he could say, you know what, I need a little victory here. I'm taking all of these defeats. I need a little victory. I need a little satisfaction. Go cut his head off, Abishai. He didn't do that. He restrained himself. And that's power under control. And that's what David exhibited there. And uh, and don't don't forget Shimei because we'll see him again in David's life and then on in Solomon's. Verses 15 through 19, I have that uh, Hushai assimilates into Absalom's council. Hushai, David sent back and said, hey, figure out and find out what's going on. And Hushai comes back, and if you if you read this carefully, um, he didn't even have to lie to do it. He said, God save the king. Absalom assumed it was him, but he could have very easily meant that the king actually is David. It's not Absalom. God save the king, and he told him he would serve in his presence. He didn't say, I will serve you. He said, I would serve in his presence. So, I mean, it's some carefully chosen words there, but either way, uh, Hushai gets into... Absalom's counsel, and that will prove valuable here shortly. Verses 20 through the remainder of the chapter, which is 23, we see Ahithophel and his counsel that he gives unto Absalom, and then words regarding Ahithophel in general. And what Ahithophel tells Absalom to do, he says, you take those, remember those 10 concubines that David had left back to keep the house? Ahithophel says, you go get them, and you take them, and you lay with them in the sight of all of Israel. Let them see that you're the king. Let them see that this there's not going to be any reconciliation between you and David. You are assuming the throne, and David is gone. And you do this, and so that's what Absalom does. He takes those concubines. He goes up to the roof. You see that? The top of the house, verse number 22, goes up to the top of the house, and he gets the uh, concubines. They set up a tent or whatever, and he fornicates with them right there in the sight of everybody. Right? It's it's porn central in the you know early days. Well, um, uh, what Absalom and Ahithophel did not realize was that this is actually a fulfillment of prophecy because as we look back to 2 Samuel chapter 12 
David had taken Bathsheba. Remember, he'd taken her in secret and laid with her. And then he tried to cover up his sin and all that. Nathan came and he pronounced judgment from God unto David. And he said these words. I'll read them in verse 10 of chapter 12. He says, Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou hast despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives before thine eyes and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of the son, of this son. For thou didst it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. And this is a fulfillment of that prophecy that you see that God had pronounced upon David. His own son is raised up, his sword against him, and is now fornicating with his concubines, wives, whatever you call them, there uh, upon the top. Remember, where was it when David conspired in his heart? When David committed adultery in his heart, where was he at? Top of the house. Where's this happening? Top of the house. All right. That's going to be 2 Samuel chapter 16. I hope this has been a help and blessing unto you. Lord willing, we will see you tomorrow.